0: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where
1: the bros are
0: fans Doodle.
2: What's up internet, you're listening to another episode of Fan Bros Show The voice of the urban geek for all nerds DJ, Soldier 70 Spliff, Hash Ketchum The anti trife Equation Dr. Who's man Is this? Mr. All I Do Is Wednesday, brand new Ben Hollywood, I mean here in the spaceship tonight Woo, on Fambo Show, voice of the urban geek we discuss geek culture From the perspective of people of color And as always, I am joined by
1: Tatiana King-Jones, Feature on of Tech, also known as Flex Luthor, Blackness Everdeen, Misty Night Rider, Jin and Juice Urso, and Trill Twist.
2: Mmm, very nice. Welcome back to the spaceship. Thank feels,
1: you, sir. You know, we were
2: just, you know, over on the castle, you know, doing Castle Black, you know, completing our watch for season seven. It feels like it hasn't been any time since we last spoke, but, you know,
1: it's been a minute. <laughs> no, but yeah, that... That's great that you mentioned it, because yes, there is a brand new episode of Castle Black. As usual, it's full of ridiculousness, but we also give you some great knowledge in there, some knowledge that you probably missed from season seven. So definitely check that out. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can find it. Join us again for more Castle Black, because after that, we're going to be doing some more with that. We're going to actually be going back to season one, episode one, and from that point, we will... Review every single last episode.
2: Word up. So check out Castle Black, the blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all of the realms, brought to you by the Good Folks of Fanbro show. Oh, that that happens to be us, right. Yeah. That is us. <laughs> oh yeah, voice of the urban geek for all nerds. And you know, it's been yet another big momentous, perhaps some would say historic week in the blurred community in the, you know, for all nerds and the diversity community. Yep. With the Emmys happened this week, and
1: yeah, big clap, big clap. I for mean, yeah, 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 just clap it real quick. Yeah, yeah.
2: congratulations <laughs> to everybody. Man, there was a lot of big winners, but you know, first off, we gotta give a big shout out to Lena Waithe. I mean, this hurts, and and it's so great all at once. Just one, you know, she won for to be the first Black woman writer for Outstanding Writer in a Comedy Series for her Mm -hmm. episode, Thanksgiving, of Master of None. Which, me personally, I think is, like, top five 30-minute shows that I've ever seen in my life. Like, in It was
1: really fantastic. And I've watched Master of None off and on, just skipping through, and that's the type of show that I appreciate for, that you you don't have to watch it in order. I Mm -hmm. did at first, just to understand and get familiarized myself with the characters. But other than that, because each episode more or less is about a specific topic
0: mm-hmm.
1: also with an underlying story but each specific topic you can watch it at any point so i hadn't yet seen the thanksgiving episode wow. and then when i saw that it was nominated i was like oh, wait a minute let me let me really take a look at this and you have been talking about that since it came out what well, since last year you've been saying yep. yo that's one of the top 10 or top five things you've ever seen on tv quote unquote but i watched it and it was phenomenal Mm -hmm. It gave me true-to-form Black experience when it comes to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. They had everybody's favorite, one of her favorite aunties, Mm -hmm. (laughs) with two favorite aunties in there. I'm not going to give away too much of it because I really want y'all to actually go watch it, but it's really phenomenal writing. And Lena Waite, she did that.
2: Yeah, yeah, she did that. Nipples and toes 23 is all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: I mean, it's just, it's it's
2: so good. Like, and as everybody knows, I've been working on American Gods, you know, in the writer's room. And when I see something like this now, it's like, oh, step your game up. Because not only did she write something that was so amazing, she actually won. And also, I mean, we had so many big winners. It, but like I say, what hurts is the fact that we have to say that Donald Glover is also the first black male director for comedy and only the second black male lead actor in comedy.
1: Since 1985, so we have, as you said, we have first we have Lena Waithe, first Black woman writer for outstanding writer in a comedy. You have these two that Donald just won. It's, I think, Feminista had a tweet about it where she said, Mm -hmm. "We it's 2017 and we're still talking about first Black whatever." And she said we were born here in 1916. And, uh, no, no, the 16, 18, nin- 16, sixteen, nineteen. Excuse me, sixteen, nineteen. <laughs> yes. I, sorry, I had a little bit of a reversal there, but sixteen, nineteen. So the fuck. <laughs>
2: That's I mean, the fuck for real. Pretty
1: bad. Also, Aziz Ansari he won along with Lena for outstanding writer in a comedy series. And then we also had Riz Ahmed, who mm-hmm. is the first actor of Asian and Muslim descent to take home the Emmy for lead actor in a limited series or movie.
2: For the night we, of for incredible, the night of, incredible work.
1: We had mentioned Dave Chappelle being nominated, and now he has won as for outstanding guest actor in a comedy series when he was on SNL. Sterling K. Brown, a standing lead actor in a drama series.
0: hmm Well-deserved. Trevor,
1: Trevor Noah picked up one for um, a, a skit he did, like a YouTube-based skit he did for The Daily Show. And also Ashley Nicole Black, Black and Tavon Free. You guys may know them from the internet more so, but they're both writers on Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. And oh, they shit. Congratulations received... to them. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. huge, man.
2: Huge, huge. I love yeah. to see it, especially in the writer's room. I love to see that because, you know, being involved in one with now I know all the work that goes into it. And it's just a beautiful thing to see people like because obviously we just the first woman who's getting recognized for this award. So this isn't something that we get all the time. So big her up for that for real. I mean, I'm just, I was overjoyed. Like I cannot express how happy I was to see that. And y'all need to go listen to the Justin Simeon episodes of Fambro Show because Justin, you know, is a good friend of Lena and he was talking all about her and how she never even wanted to be in front of the camera. She always just wanted to write, but he knew that she was going to be a star and she absolutely killed it in front of and behind the scenes on that episode. So just big up to her.
1: That's usually the way that happens. And, and Justin Simeon, writer, director, creator of Dear White People.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, the man himself. So make sure you check out that episode of Fan Bro Show on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, you know, all those places. But in some other news that I got to talk about, because I didn't know this was coming out today. I don't think anyone did. And the Internet's went absolutely nuts. The Punisher trailer dropped from Netflix. Wow. You know, yeah, man. Yeah.
1: My first phrase that came out of my mouth was, "Well, that escalated quickly." <laughs> yes. And the fuck it did, but in the best way possible. This trailer got me hype. I have been very disappointed about the defenders. It took me forever and a day to finish it. I actually did just finished that bitch wow. like a week and a half ago. Just finished it because. I quite literally kept falling asleep on episodes and people (laughs) like every other category, except for like Jessica was really pissing me off one way or another. It was just, I can listen, I can go on and on about why I didn't like the defenders. I might write about it for fanbros.com. But that said, Mm. I was excited about this Punisher trailer. I I liked the fact that as they had mentioned, this is going to be removed from that whole defenders world. It's going to be a lot less, if none of the metaphysical type stuff that you guys have been seeing here and there and it's just pure plain realism blood thousands upon thousands of bullets the punisher <laughs> it's just just anger and rage and and precision it was that character really came through in the way that this trailer was cut and the way that it was shot and the mm-hmm. energy mag fucking
2: yeah no, I loved it. You know, I love to use some Metallica in the joint. They played one, which is a classic, yes. probably one of Metallica's greatest songs ever. Oof. So I love that. You know, the whole energy, like you said, the realism. I mean, not the realism, because Punisher is never realistic like that. No comic book is really realistic. But just the...
1: That guy you know, the- dropping from the sky on the floor with all that blood look realistic to me, homie. <laughs> I mean, like
2: the stewing away from the magic. Well, Ten people and the he capped
1: with three bullets look pretty realistic <laughs> to me, homie. I knew what you are saying. though. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Though.
2: And I actually saw some articles written about this today. Somebody was talking about how the Punisher works best when he's, like, combined with other heroes. And I disagree. Oh, my God.
1: Disagree. Highly disagree. Negative.
2: Highly. And a bit shout to Lexi Alexander because her Punisher movie is based on... Garth Ennis wrote two Punisher series. He wrote one for Marvel Knights where it had all the other superheroes in it. And it was completely over the top. I love that. It was great. And that's what Pun- i mean, that's what Lexi's movie is based on. But this seems to be based on Garth Ennis's Punisher Max series, which was straight up just a Punisher in New York, all over the world, just fighting other—you know—criminals, hunting down mob bosses, fighting handing out L's. Oh, ha- I mean, that's what was so ill about it. Like Garth Ennis, every six issues would introduce the illest villain, and by the end of that six issues, Punisher had rubbed out their whole crew, villain everybody, and then it'd be another one. And it went on like that for like 60 issues. And it was just one of the best series ever. And this seems to be highly based on it. So I'm so hyped because yeah. like you said, I mean, Defenders, Iron Fist, it's been a downward spiral. So I'm really praying they get it. I mean, even from, sorry, Chao, but, you know, even Luke Hades second half, like, ooh, But listen, know.
1: most of the Marvel, the uh, Netflix series suffered some form of that, whether it yeah. was at the beginning or at the end, there was some form of slowdown. Whether you blame that on maybe content filler episodes, too many yep. episodes, whether you blame that on pacing, is a number of things. I think each one of them suffered in it in some way, shape, or form, some faring better than others, mm-hmm. that one being Daredevil. But that being said, nothing can be as boring as the Defenders, but- Ooh, like I'm, I said... I'm, I'm,
2: wait, 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 wait. I'm just, I'm just glad you backed me up right there because, you know, people have been blowing up my Twitter talking about,
1: uh, Iron Fist is way worse. And no, I'm like, no, No, the Defenders no. is kind of boring. Like, Iron Fist, I was angry. Like, I came in that maybe because I was already not pleased with that whole setup <laughs> from... Homeboy from Game of Thrones and, and, and how they did Lewis Tan. Like, I was already upset about that whole setup. And then to actually see it and give it a chance, watch it, see it. I was like, Brett, but I, it's like, I almost expected it. I ex- and perhaps that's what it was. My expectations, expectations were not met with the defenders, not even close. And that's why it pisses me off. I, not you though. I'm not going to put it under. <laughs> well. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna put it under Iron Fist. While well, I'm not pleased with it, I ain't gonna disrespect it like that. That's messed up. But again, make sure y'all watch this Punisher trailer. Uh, I know, I know, I saw a shot of Karen Page in there from Daredevil, so there'll there'll be some form of crossover in there. Again, phenomenal job of this trailer. I'm ready to see everybody catch the fade. Everybody dying.
2: Um. Now there was one other trailer to drop this week that you know. I didn't even watch that joint, yo.
1: What, the Tomb Raider trailer?
2: Yeah. What's mm-hmm.
1: wrong? Well, if you haven't played the games, the, recent, the most recent games that came out, then it probably doesn't matter to you. But one really cool thing about it, and, and we knew this, but we, we asked everyone when the movie poster came out a couple of days back. We were like, so what do you think this is going to be like? Do you think it's going to be based on just the video games? Is it going to be any homage to the past, whatever, whatever? It was fully video game. Now, if you actually, I was on IGN, they did a side-by-side comparison of the Tomb Raider trailer with the in-game, I guess that's the in-game trailer. And side-by-side, almost shot for shot, it was exactly the same. Mm. Which makes me think, okay, is the live action going to literally follow shot-by-shot shot the, the video game story or what? And then if it does, I'm like, well, what was the point?
2: Good, good question. I, I think mean, you my fingers for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you just answered your own question. But it's like, I don't know what the whole point of this is. You know, I mean, the point I, of what is like having
1: a live action movie?
2: Yeah, having yet another live action movie. Like, I like the old Tomb Raiders; they were cool. I like the game. I've played a little bit of the new game. It was dope as hell. And this well, is cool. I can make I, up I mean, a couple. I, like a couple of reasons. Say, I didn't watch the trailer. That poster, though.
1: I thought the poster was boring. I thought the poster was boring. I just don't.
2: I don't understand how shorty can look at her own ass. You know, (laughs) see her whole face and her whole ass. Like,
1: well, one of the things that the poster was not was it it didn't objectify her. Like, what? what? It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. And. When you look at it, it's, it's not like an Angela Jolie situation where you breasts could... out cities and all this stuff. Yes, I wasn't pleased with her pose. I didn't understand why her back had to be to it. But when you compare it to action films of the same genre with male leads, they all almost... There's a great deal of them, a majority of them that have that same stance. Um... So when you do that, I didn't I didn't feel like it was an objectification. And I didn't have a problem with it, but I didn't think it was good either.
2: Okay. All right, well, uh, you know, everybody out there take a look at it. And I just want you to look at Shorty's neck because there's something going on with Shorty's (laughs) neck. I mean, it's a lot of Photoshop. Like, that would be real useful in real life, but I don't think that happens in real life, is all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't a necessary post, but it wasn't like she was doing Little Kim rap squat either.
2: So, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be the greatest (laughs) to wear. Laura Croft and
1: the rap squats. (laughs) dressing all black like the man. <laughs> oh my god oh Wait. and with that i think
2: it's time we take a quick break and we'll be right back with more fan show
1: it's a big mama thing
2: Hey, friend, yeah. hey in the <laughs> friend zone out here. Like how I did that. She's not on this show tonight, you know, but we got to shout them out. This is Fan Bro Show for all nerds, you know, and it's time for the guac is extra. That's right, as always, the geekly asked questions. Make sure you send in your questions every week to contact at fanbros.com or hit us on the Twitters at FanBros Show on on Instagram. It's the same thing. And what do we have up first?
1: First up is from Chiz in light of Pootang Tang Pie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> have y'all ever dealt with harassment in online gaming if so how what can be done to put pressure on the industry to be less tolerant of it
2: wow oh man i i think i don't think i've ever told this show i mean the story on the show but my favorite of all time was back in the day i was playing um i think it was rainbow six or some joint like that and i'm rocking and my screen name is you know, DJ Ben-Amin. So I'm rocking, you know, something happens. I think I get murdered by this dude or something. And he's like, ha ha, I got you, you fucking, um, man. N-word? K-word for Jewish people. Ooh. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, wow, bro. Uh, My my name, you know, I'm black. (laughs) Even worse. Yeah, well, whatever, N-word. I mean, it was so, like, quick. (laughs) it was like he just had racism and you know hate for everyone that I I kind of had I just chuckled and laughed you know I kind of appreciated it because it was so utterly over the top like it's just so like it's so silly you know and I know it's not silly because people you know really believe these things and it really happens in the real world and it's some real nonsense that people bring this over to like video games and stuff but at that point, that one case, I just laughed at it. That You know, that's how I dealt with that one. Normally, I report people. You know, Xbox just added a new way of reporting people, so that's dope. But it's just so much. And like I said, like, do you report people when they just use the N-word? Like when they're just, hey, you know, you know and they sound like they're 12? It's like, ugh.
1: Well, to answer the question, yes, I, too, have been (laughs) harassed on online gaming. Uh, And it's precisely that reason why I I had, I forgot, I think I had, someone had interviewed me and asked me that, and I had explained that either I will only play with people I know in real life, like if I have to do a team event, or I won't even play the game that is heavily geared towards online gaming with strangers because I don't want to deal with it, and I don't want to I I, I'm constantly having to explain my existence in some way shape or form I don't mean that literally it's just that the fact of me being there and the fact that you feel like you have to harass me makes you feel like okay explain yourself why why are you how dare you pick up a controller that said the way I deal with it is I, I don't like I just don't fucking deal with it has that really stopped me from playing the games I want to play no not really and also nowadays I have less time for gaming anyway so Lots of stuff that I end up playing now, like Zelda on the Switch, I don't need anybody. <laughs> mm. So I'm not trying to make myself in isolation. This is just that because my my lifestyle has changed, I, this has been less of a factor for me simply because I, 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 I'm mostly really just not on it. As far mm. as putting pressure on the industry, being less tolerant of it, that is actually a little difficult because it's not an industry thing. It's a societal thing. The mm-hmm. fact that 12-year-olds or whatever, how old your olds think that they can, using the fog of war of, of anonymity, think they can come on and be like, oh, you n where this or you k where that. At, or the fact that people like pooty Pang, Pootie Pie Pang, can use that <laughs> term as if it's interchangeable with the word dummy. Or interchangeable Mm. with the word daft or something like that. Like, it's not supposed to be part of your lexicon whatsoever. There's no excuse for it. There's nothing anybody can say to me or to him to justify that. And if you try to justify that to me, I'm going to tell you about yourself. And if you continue, I'm going to block you. But don't, just don't do shit like that. There's no reason to have that word in your vocabulary in that manner. And if you do, perhaps you need to interrogate yourself and interrogate how you were brought up or not And figure out what's the problem with you So as far as the Quote unquote industry being less tolerant of it The industry will say they're not tolerant of it All day long, they're not gonna fuck with their bag It's really the people
0: mm-hmm. It's
1: not Ubisoft Running around on Mike Calling every <laughs> Assassin A nigga, you know what I mean? It's not them mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Toby down the street, so come on
2: Yep And, like, even uh, Blizzard addressed this recently because they've had a... uh, Lately, Overwatch has become a lot more toxic.
1: I actually... Really? Because I haven't been playing Overwatch either. Really?
2: I haven't been playing either. You know, ever since I made the move out here, I haven't been on. I haven't been able to play much of anything other than Uh Switch as well.
1: But But Overwatch has been such a safe space. That's one of the few places where I just played online regardless. I just don't turn on my mic.
2: (laughs) I think I think this has to be more to, with the PC community and with the um the competitive community instead of just the people who are just playing for fun. Because I've never yeah. heard it like on Ed Spots, people rarely even talk. You know, on right. Ed Spots. like I try and talk to people because I want to have some strategy, and people they don't say anything. And I've met some Whoa. cool people playing Overwatch, you know, more so than I've ever met jerks. I mean, definitely other shooters, I we, I mean, I meet way more jerks. But on Overwatch, it seems to be more of a cool people. But Blizzard has put out a thing recently where they were like, yo, we are dealing with this so much that we can't even put out updates for the game because we have to send programmers over to that side to deal with this problem. So they're like, yo, like Tatiana said, can y'all just chill out? Like, it's not us, you know? We're trying to give you a better game, and you're effing it up for everybody.
1: And and that's not to say that we're absolving publishers of of making sure that they're doing what's necessary. Yes, the publishers and the people who control the keys to these platforms, i.e. Microsoft and, and friends, they all need to make sure that they're putting in the, the proper controls and and workflows in place to make sure that people like us who are harassed have the tools to not just report, but to potentially get this person or whoever these people are out the paint. So yes, that's still important of them, but really the onus is on the, is on the users. Like come the mm-hmm. fuck on
2: mm-hmm for real for real and um on a related question tonight we have i want to say this is kay cypher from south africa and shout out to south africa we got a lot of lis- listeners out there Tatiana. i think we need to make a move mm-hmm. out in south africa in the future if you're in south africa and you want to see the fan bros you know hit us up and let us know because we will definitely love- get your way Oh. I'd
1: love to do a live show there. Oh my goodness! Uh, oh what?
2: Because you know, you know how much I love Ethiopia, and people tell me South Africa is popping.
1: I've so. never been to any country in Africa whatsoever.
2: Mm-hmm. And we got to do it. Maybe you know, make a trip to Namibia one of these days or something. All right, but from South Africa, we have.
1: <laughs> I had to think about that for a <laughs> <laughs> You might as well have said Wakanda. <laughs>
2: He might as well have said Wakanda. <laughs> that would have been
1: lit. Oh my god! All
2: right, uh, but yes. Uh, K Cipher says, "What are your coping mechanisms, especially given you know the Nambia socio-political environment of the last nine months?" How oh about the God, social political environment of my, my life? <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. Like, I mean, Shout out <laughs> South Africa, but and shout out to Trevor Noah.
1: But like, mm, this been all, I,
2: I thought y'all knew over there, but this been all. No,
1: they know. Don't do that, Ben. <laughs> I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta ask questions.
2: Don't the do that, Don't really, do that I, re- I'm, I'm not saying that to you, K-Cypher. I'm really saying that to Mr. Noah. Listen. Uh-huh.
1: But the so. question is about the last night, <laughs> and because of a dude called Tall Drumph. Yes.
2: Or, you know. I, yeah. I,
1: I'm not- just I, I'm fresh out of names for this guy because it's just so tiring. Mm-hmm. As far as coping mechanisms, I'm not sure if it's just me watching these clips every so often and just going wow with a single tear down my face and just letting that shit go, or. Is it the fact that I intentionally just a- avoid stuff that I can? Now, that's not to say that I keep myself uninformed or underinformed. I know what's the hell going on with this clown. I make sure that I catch up on the details, really hear what these people are saying. You never know how you're going to defeat your enemy if you don't know anything about them. You just got to know about these people. But that being said, like, I just don't mess with him. I don't mess with anything with him related to him that's not... Like in very important information, like I'm not following behind all the silly reports about him. I'm not following behind all the, the fluff pieces and all this, all the stupid shit that doesn't matter. I don't follow behind it. So I don't let that build up in my, my newsfeed, my personal newsfeed. So I get to see him less in that respect. Mm-hmm. So, so it's to, to, to give that a name, I guess avoidance. <laughs> so in a way, a little bit of avoidance, but really I, What I found myself doing and what I see that a lot of people are doing, including some white folks who are are welcome to 2017, um, are actually being more vocal Mm -hmm. and speaking up about it and being more active politically. And not that I never wasn't, but it's much more so, I guess, apparent now Mm -hmm. and making sure that I'm doing what I need to do when it comes to money giving money to the right groups and really putting my money where my mouth is when i say oh i want to support xyz i make sure that that group is funded and also pushing other people to to help fund these groups who are trying to keep our rights what little we have intact
2: mm. all right Yeah, I mean, you know me, Tatiana, and everybody who knows me out there who's been listening to the show since before all this went down knows me. I've always been very vocal, and I don't give a shit. I think we all have on this show, and that's always been our thing. But as far as just coping mechanisms, like we've talked about this before, you know, especially lately, I've just been doing the things that I feel like are what I love doing. You know, like no matter what the situation is, like if you love doing something, take time out to do it. Like, everybody's been asking me how this whole situation happened with American Gods and everything. And one thing, I mean, I'm, you know, I will get into the whole story later on. But one thing about it was I started focusing on, you know, writing because I knew I loved to write. I knew I loved that, you know, I knew I had a talent and I knew I needed to nurture it. So I started focusing myself on that instead of focusing on things like playing video games and stuff, which are fun, And they are released and sometimes you need them, but you also got to focus on creating things that are going to better your life and better your environment because that makes it easier to get through this world. You know, if you're not stressed out, the outside world doesn't stress you out as much because now that I'm in a, you know, slightly better position and I can just relax a little bit. When I even mm-hmm. see this stuff going on with, you know, the drunk or whatever, I've been more paying attention to what's going on with Mueller and this whole investigation because I want to nice. make sure that's, you know, like whatever happens with that. I want to know what was brought up. So it's like if they just try and sweep it under the rug, people could be like, nah, 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 nah. And it don't look really good for your boy. So I'm not really worried <laughs> about that. Like I say, just take care of yourselves, you know, like show love, you know, concentrate on the things you love to do. All right, I'm going to give one more that really changed my life because I did this a few years ago and it just really changed my life. I took this board and on it, I just wrote like a list of things and like sayings, you know, feelings, ideas that made me feel good about myself. Like, you know, before any great change, there's chaos or like. You know, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, mm-hmm. what you know, just do everything with love first. And just all these little things like that that really just encouraged me and kept me in the right mindset. And I put it where I could see it every day. So I couldn't avoid it, you know, just something that I will always see. And ever since I put that up, I swear to y'all, it's like my life just changed. It might've been gradual to get to, you know, and it's still changing and still getting better every day. But from that moment on, it was just like a change because every day if I was feeling down, I would look up and see that. And it was like, okay, okay, you know, boom, boom, boom. And you would get reminded. So that's something that I did personally. And, you know, if you want to try it, I mean, don't try it. If you want to do it, definitely do it because it helped me a lot.
1: There is no try, do, right?
2: Word up, you know, Mr. Yoda, shout outs. And uh, last tonight, we have Andy on the run who says, Shouts, Andy. Yes, South
0: Shout Andy. Yeah, shout out America. to Andy.
2: You're down in South Africa too, right? Or yeah. Australia? No, South, no Africa. South Africa. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we got to get down there quickly. <laughs> and Andy says, Please review Inhumans. And also, what happened to Trifling Heights? Is it full? Has winter come?
1: Trifling Heights is the new Staten Island. It doesn't exist. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get so much hate from Staten Man, Islanders. I didn't Love know it
2: was like that. I'm
1: from Brooklyn. Wow. I don't care. Um, Brooklyn? Oh, no. Trifling Heights is, still exists yep. in its pit of misery.
2: Mm-hmm. Will
1: we ever take a trip to it ever again? Who knows? Who knows? You got to keep listening to find out. Yeah. As far as reviewing Inhumans, you know one of us will do that because that is what we do, and most likely the guy who's most affiliated with comics will be taking care of that one, right, DJ Benami?
2: Oh, that's me, Hollywood. I mean, we'll be reviewing (laughs) Inhumans, you know, because I'm definitely interested. I've seen the early reviews, and I've seen the hate. I've heard it on Twitter. (laughs) I know, I I get it. it. But you're talking to a brother who watched three seasons of The Flash. You know, Yikes. I'm going to make it through this for everyone. And it's lot draw. Look, you know, I love the Inhumans. I don't have this like great mystical love for them where I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm going to watch it. I'll see what happens. I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. And then I'm going to let y'all know if y'all need to check it out. You know, if it's worth your time, I'm going to keep it real. Uh, as far as Blade Runner, though, make sure you go see that in American Gods. Best show on television right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like
2: if you have any other questions for the fan bros make sure you hit us up contact that fanbros.com or you can hit us on the twitters at fan show instagram it's the same thing and with that we're gonna take one more break and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode This is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spot. This is Jojo from Trendsetters You know what it is, it's your boy Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Not a Brahma Hey yo, 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 this is Farrell Munch
1: Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero Jean Grey
2: What's up, this is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York This is Juno Diaz Hey yo, 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 what up It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, man, the HNIC, you know what I'm saying This is Anthony Frazier from the Fat Startup This is Axel Alonso editor-in-chief of marvel comics
1: yo this is carly hustle and when i'm not taking over the world i'm listening to fambros.com
2: Sure. All that good stuff. Just like one of my favorite segments right here. Tech Talk with Tatiana. Woohoo!
1: Hey, this And Tech News. Like how I did that with my voice. I hope you put some sound effects on it. I will. I will. I love making you do more work. That said, <laughs> in the news for not something good at all, Amazon. Has mentioned that they were reviewing their website after there was a British television report that says that oh, their algorithms were automatically suggesting bomb-making ingredients that were, f- <laughs> and they were suggesting it under that frequently bought together. <laughs> so I know, <coughs> excuse me. I know Ben. I know particularly <laughs> recently you've been you've been oh an Amazon my Prime God. head. So. You've been an Amazon prom head, so you know you you're very familiar with Amazon at this point. And you oh, know that, man. for instance, if you say, for instance, you you're you're buying stuff for a barbecue, so you start buying the grill, then it's gonna probably suggest some charcoal <laughs> to you, probably gonna suggest some lighter. really innocuous shit, right? And typically, at least what am what what the algorithm tries to do is to give you suggestions on things that make sense to it based on what the data is telling it. And it seems to me that a lot of people are buying bomb making materials. Now, whether or not they know they can combine them and make a bomb is another question. Because again, these, these ingredients or these materials separately won't do anything, but you would have to know, Hey, if I put X, Y, and Z together, I get the bomb. So how do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that, Ben? I mean.
2: That is hilarious. I mean, that's just... Yeah, because like you I, said, lately I've been killing Amazon Prime. And that, you know, frequently bought together got my money too many times <laughs> already. It's like, it's like a word?
1: Oh, okay. I want that too.
2: And then... Well, I can get know. the
1: socks with the Snucky. What? Like, yeah. I... Oh, it, man. It, 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 it's real easy to get swept up in that. But... When again, when the, when this TV report came out, they put, it was channel four news in in the UK, but when they put it together, they was like, wait the fuck a minute. Like when you put it together, you really can cause some issues here. So Amazon says they're reviewing. I don't really know what that means because it's all algorithms and machine learning. So it's not too much you can review. Um, You can't blame it on the algorithm either. So maybe you may need to throw some manual stuff in there to fix that. Also rounding out the... And this really incredible tech news. Recently, you know how Equif- Equifax was involved in that big hack that exposed up to like 143 million Americans' personal information, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the breach actually happened months ago. Like it's it, it supposed happened in either May or June, but we just not, you just now found out about it about a week or two ago. So, in order to combat that, and this is so stupid. Equifax created a site called equifaxsecurity2017.com. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go to that site, you're supposed to put in some of your personal information to find out whether or not you've been exposed by this this hack, by this breach. Completely counterintuitive to me. And not only that, if you want further protection, they actually offer you to buy some of their services. Again, stupid. The, The interesting part about this story is that someone, actually went and created a phishing website, a fake website called securityequifax2017.com. Now, the only difference between those two sites is that the word security Equifax or switch on the real one, Equifax is name number is first on the fake one. It's the word security is not first that site got 200,000 hits and presumably at least that many pieces of personal information. What the fuck?
2: Uh, this seems like one of the worst ideas from companies I've ever heard. Like what were they thinking?
1: I don't know what they were thinking. And this is once again, this is something I got to explain to y'all. Make sure y'all are on the correct website. Make sure you have the proper spelling. Make sure, especially if it's a site where you need to be putting any type of personal information that includes your password, make sure they're secured. Make sure you see the HTTPS because If you don't, you may not be as protected as you think you are. And get ready for the upset. And that's this week in tech news.
2: Well, thank you for that, Tata. Uh,
1: You just fucking up tonight, huh, with them names?
2: Fucking (laughs) up tonight, you know, as always. The butcher of names. And thank you for that. Thank you for the tech news, as always. Yeah, it's just been... um, I I feel like since social media came out, a lot of companies got dumber. I guess they just hired dumb people to handle their social media or something because just so many foolish. I don't
1: know, man.
2: Foolish, foolish moves. Oh, and speaking of foolish moves, it's time for Comics I Caught. I wish y'all could see my hand movements I just did when I said that right there because it was really epic. But yeah, this week in uh, Comic Psychop, like I said, speaking of foolish moves, big shout outs to Vaughn121 on Twitter, who was doing their best to explain to me DC's Metal series. Because I've read two issues of it so far, and I'm just like, what? And they did their best. They did their best. And, you know.
1: What is it? <laughs> they did their best doesn't bode too well.
2: No, it doesn't. I mean, I'm going to keep reading it, but... uh, And like they said, also, after, you know, so far it hasn't been as disappointing as Marvel's Secret Empire. But it's a close call right now. Like, they're battling. They're they're definitely battling hard for, you know, who is the worst. But, you know, since we're dissing DC, I got to bid them up because the latest issue of Batman came out today. The part five in the War of Jokes and Riddles, I think the next issue is the finale of the War of Jokes and Riddles. It's been very good. Tom Kane, once again, like, I'm just not mad at the man, like, he's doing it. I don't know if I got to mention, but Mr. Miracle number two dropped last week. That was also great. That's a limited series from him, so definitely check that out. I think that's going to be on the level of, you know, Omega Men, Vision, whatever. Batman, a little more drawn out, but still great. Mm -hmm. Also, Invincible, number 140, dropped today. I haven't had a chance to read it. There's only five issues left of Invincible. 140, 141, two, yeah. I'm not ready for this. Oh. No, 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 there's only five issues left. That's less than one trade. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's out today. Make sure you pick that up. If you can't tell, Invincible is one of my favorite comics of all time. And it's about to come to an end with issue 144. So there will be five more if you've never read it. Start from the beginning. Just one of the best comics ever. Shout out to Robert Kurtman, Ryan Ali, and Corey Walker. Fantastic job. Can't wait to see how it wraps up. And also this week from Image, bitch shouts to Gasolina number one from friend of the show, Sean Mackwitz. Um mm-hmm. It's definitely an interesting first issue. Uh, I'll have more on this next week. You know, I'm just saying pick it up. It features, I'm not really sure. It's something about a Mexica, uh, Mexico drug war and also some monsters, some giant scorpions. There's a lot mm-hmm. going on. Beautiful art. Can't wait to see where it goes. And also from Image, Angelic number one from Scott Spurrier. And the tagline of this book is a story of Earth after we're gone. And it features talking and flying monkeys. So, uh,
1: flying mean, monkeys like in Wizard of Oz?
2: Yes, like flying monkeys like in Wizard of Oz. Ooh. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see where that goes as well. I always love recommending Noom number one, so Gasoline and Angelic number one. Definitely check those out. And Superb number three, which is my favorite series from Lion Forge so far. Definitely dope. Number three just dropped, so make sure you check that out. And that's it for Comics I cop this week. I just want to say it one more time, though. Black Monday Murders by Jonathan <laughs> Hitman. The trade. Go buy it. Second trades out in December. Your boy is over here fiending. Fire. Ugh.
1: Okay. We believe I'm you. telling
2: you. I'm telling you, Tatiana, go get it. Black Monday murders. Hot fire.
1: You know, I'm really happy because in movie land, one of the people that I loathe the absolute most, and they may not say people, let me say character. Is no longer gonna be in a film that I kind of want to see. What? So, in the Justice League movie that's coming out, they're Uh-oh. actually sh- screening—I don't know if the screening the whole movie or some of it—but they're doing um, what are those? Uh, they're doing test audience screenings, and and these are again, this is not an unfinished product, but they're but they're showing what they have so far to to a very small subset of of test audience, and. According to the word on the street, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is not present in the cut of the film currently being screened. Oh. I think and hope that that remains the same when the final cut is created.
2: I mean, yeah. I I didn't even know he was even like, you know, in the film at all. I didn't know like they
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, they said it was because of him that, through through Kevin Bacon agrees of separation, because of him, that really ends up how Darkseid shows up. But they're saying in this test screening version, one, there's no Lex, and two, because of that, they cut back Darkseid. So Darkseid's role in the film is gonna is, is essentially scaled back. Than, more scale back than what people believed. Part of the reason that is because, remember, this was originally directed by Zack Snyder, but then yep. after that family tragedy back in the spring, Joss Whedon took over. So he has to reshoot. He's changing up the script. And essentially, he he's probably just changing up really the, the whole dynamic of the movie altogether. Mm. So I'm happy. That's great news to me. If it continues on to the final product.
2: Yeah, I, I pretty much, I like I said, I had no idea he was to be in the movie. I didn't think that he'd been on the set. You know, I didn't think they'd written any lines for him. I didn't think they. would Well, he was there. Set. Wow. He had
1: scenes and he wow. got the chop. I'm so wow. happy. Wow. I'm ecstatic.
2: Yeah. But,
1: again, please, 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 base God, let that stay the way it is. Also, more, this is more of rumor, the Darth Vader may be in, I said the Darth Vader, huh? Darth Vader might be in the Han Solo movie. Really?
2: um, Is he going
1: to be in every movie? uh, uh, What's wrong? um, Okay, wait, you're the Star Wars expert. You don't sound too pleased. I'm
2: none too pleased about this general thing other than Donald Glover's playing Lando Calrissian and yeah. any,
1: but I'm, I'm nervous about this old movie based on everything super. that has occurred in the past three months.
2: Super. Yeah. And I don't have a faith like Rogue One. I had the faith. I liked the director of Rogue One a lot. Even when I heard about all the reshoots and whatever, I still knew the du- director knew how to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like something very different from a Star Wars movie. Now Ron Howard, I liked some of his movies, but that was a long time ago that I could say when <laughs> I really. I don't know. I shaded the a,
1: fuck out of him.
2: <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think he did a beautiful. Mind. I've never seen it, but people say it's good. But I mean, back in the day. Time ago. <laughs> I mean, like Battraf. Like that was a long, but that was my joint. So you know, you never know. But
1: <sighs> Battraf.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it's a long, you know. Speaking of long time (laughs) ago, um, (laughs) yeah. Speaking of long time ago, Linda Hamilton is returning. Sarah Connor, are you Sarah Connor?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have this weird, like, fake Jamaican slash fake UK slash weird accent you just did slash try to be Irish, even though you're trying to do an Austrian
2: Yeah, that's that's so bad that that was my Arnold, and that's what it sounds <laughs> that, like. That,
1: well, that's what I heard, sorry
2: Oh <laughs> lord, alright, well I won't do that one again, but yeah, Sarah <laughs> Connor is returning in Terminator 6. <laughs>
0: did it again!
2: I had to! It will be produced by James Cameron and Arnold will be back. Yeah!
1: Well, I really don't care about Arnold No, this back, is the worst
2: idea ever I don't care about
1: <laughs> Well, I don't care. Let me, let me, let me explain. I don't care about Arnold being back. Who gives a shit? I care about Linda Hamilton being back. Our girl Film Fatale NYC made a perfect point that I always think about when I think about the Terminator series. It's really about fucking Sarah, not about the Terminator or everybody else. Yes, those people are important to the story. Yes, those people do things. And in the story, good or bad, and depending on what version of the Terminator you're watching. But this whole thing kicked off because of Sarah Connor. Yeah. She is the center of the universe when it comes to Terminator. So why would you not really bring back that person that that made it iconic? Why not? Y'all did everything else and threw shit at the wall and and 75% of that shit did not stick. So why not?
2: If this was Terminator 3 and, you know, Sarah's returning like five years after the last one, I'd be super hyped. Now, I love Linda Hamilton. I mean, Terminator is one of my favorite movies of all time. Part 2 is one of my others. The whole mythology, everything is just dope. So I have slightly high hopes. But I also have to say (laughs) I think it's really insulting and sad that you even have to make that point that these films are like really... I mean, Linda Hamilton and Sarah Connor, that was, like, iconic to me as a kid. When she came back in the second one and was all diesel and cut up and kicking crazy ass, that was not going to be... I mean, it was just so beautiful, like, as a kid to me. And and I've, I've talked about this before. It's like Princess Leia, Linda Hamilton, you know, Sigourney Weaver. I never grew up without women being strong badasses. So I never, you know, had that, like, oh, women can't be. And I think it's silly... And sad that we even had to point that out. Like, of course, it's about Sarah Connor. Like, did you watch these movies? Like,
1: (laughs) well, some well, because of what has happened in the most recent history of the Terminator series, she was not centered in the series at all. So that's and and there's a whole generation that doesn't may not really realize that it's really about about her. There there was no Sarah Connor Chronicles or anything when when they came up so True. i understand if if there are people who really don't know and then Ugh. the last reboot was was daenerys targaryen as Connor, and that that shit was weak
2: Ugh. and terminator before Genesis. that they had Ugh. sam worthington so they centered it on that dude like they really tried to make a terminator movie around sam worthington never forget
1: they, they tried to recenter it on terminated genesis but Try. it just did not work well bail at all
2: yeah so we'll see what happens i mean one or two are classics. you can't take that away i'm good either way i'd love if she comes back whipping ass i'll be you know first in line end of story
1: you telling me you don't want to see christian bell come back <laughs> reprise his role as john connor
0: Oh shit! You forgot forgot.
1: about that one, didn't you?
2: Damn! (laughs) That's right. Sam wasn't even John Connor. Sam was some other. (laughs) Oh my god!
1: Oh! Yeah, I told you how much fucked up it is. Oh man! Also, let me say, you know, I've
2: been in Hollywood a little bit and. I don't like to diss stuff because I see, you know, the other side now. And so it's you know, it's interesting seeing how things are created and put together. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, what were y'all thinking? Like, mm, so many terrible LV. Terminator movies.
1: Ben I mean, have you seen it yet?
2: Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you are you as well as myself are in the minority because it's For now real. the highest grossing R-rated horror movie
2: damn it that just took out get out didn't it
1: horror movie was get out slated as horror i don't know i don't think so there's no way
2: this has made more than get out so far so i doubt it yeah i don't uh uh, well it
1: said uh, well according to deadline the film is going to surpass the 73 horror film the exorcist on a domestic box office when it's projected to pass the 233 million dollar threshold mm, god damn yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, i may be wrong because dead out has only made
1: 250 jesus it what well oh, wow. I, I honestly i've only heard great things about this movie Me too. again horror is not really my lane but from from that perspective of just a well-crafted movie i'd, I'd be willing to see it Again, nothing but great things. BGN had a great review about it. Everyone I talked to was like, yo, this shit is actually good. I don't particularly think horror movies are scary like that, but I'll I watch it.
2: I won't. Um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm straight. Yeah, I heard it's fantastic, but y'all already know I'm not even telling that story again. Go back and listen to some other episodes when we were talking about it. I'm not talking about it anymore. F that movie. F Pennywise, The clown. Uh, And something I'm definitely interested in seeing, we were just talking about Get Out, Jordan Peele is developing a TV drama series on Nazi hunters.
1: Yes. A lot, is not too much is known about it, but it is going to be, it looks like it's going to be taking place in the 70s. Okay, that's an interesting twist. And I see that we're coming back on building everything in the 70s now. Um, Rest in peace, Vinyl. Ouch. Ugh. Mm. Um, that's happening, and and Jordan's developing a lot of stuff. Like he's doing that show with uh uh Misha Green, love writer from-
2: country,
1: yeah. And we we also had we also talked to the author of that, Matt Ruff. So mm-hmm. look up in the archives. But yeah, I, I feel like anything he puts out, I'm just gonna be so excited to watch it because I, besides just Get Out, I appreciate his body of work, and I and I actually fucks with it. So I'm interested in seeing it. Also, one of the things I wanted to mention, Ben, I mean, this was actually something very important. Um, Taika Waititi. He oh,
0: is,
1: yes. Yeah, he's now in talks to do the live action Akira movie. Whoa, that's huge. Uh,
2: I mean, okay, I haven't seen Thor. You know, people, they. I, I don't know what he did before this. I want to say he did one of the Fast and Furious or something else. But he's done something that people are like, yo, you know, people are hyped for Thor, and Thor looks really good.
1: I've never been hyped for Thor until Thor Ragnarok.
2: Yeah, me either, and I'm really hyped for this one. So, still, mm-hmm. okay. I've heard uh, I was talking to Mellow marketer there about it, and they were sa- he was saying that they were, they want to make a trilogy of these, so they really want to expand on what was even done in the anime because the manga of Akira is like. 50 books long or some stuff it's like dick yeah it goes on and on like the anime as classic as it is is a very compressed um story like it's super compressed because the books go on and on and on so they want to do this trilogy and so if they're gonna do a trilogy and do more than what they did in the animated series or the movie then i could be down with this and dude seems like, you know, he knows how to make a really fun good movie. And Akira isn't really fun. It's very dark, but you know, if you had that eye for the visuals, that's what mm-hmm. really matters. But I want to give a big shout out to No totally because he was talking about this. And they want to replace this movie in America, of course, you know, and you know, hopefully with him behind the lens to have like Asian actors. But the problem with this movie is it's a very japanese centric story because it involves an explosion that is basically you know a replacement for a nuclear explosion, and so it's basically you know just a metaphor for Hiroshima and Nagasaki, um, and so it's a very Japanese story, and to take it out of Japan really takes something away from it, so even though I was arguing that earlier, they could do you know the future where like Japan has pretty much taken over California, which is happening anyway. I still don't think that that makes it as good as just placing it in Japan. So we'll see what well, they do. But, yeah, my hopes ain't that
1: high. And I told y'all at the top that my hopes wasn't high for the Defenders. And the numbers prove that because the there has been a firm who has measured that this has been the least watched of all Neville Marvel Netflix series in the first 30 days of viewership. They have said that the Defenders had only 17% of the viewership that Daredevil season two God did damn. in its first 30 days. Oh. And then by by comparison, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones all have like in the high 20% uh, of the same viewership as Daredevil. So people not really feeling it. So I don't think I'm alone, but I mean, I mean, you're kind of with me, kind of, sort of, but I'm not alone in this.
2: No, I'm all
1: the way with you on this one. What are you talking about? I told y'all. I told you. I okay. told you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you even made it worse than I did, but it's not bad, y'all. It's just boring.
2: Worst Sorry. Netflix series.
1: Damn, now. Ben, I mean, you cold-blooded. Fed pros. You know?